energy for the next 10 years. And now it's time for Terror Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Paraprobe. And I would definitely got to say I want to uh, thank President Biden for that intro for us and, uh, you know, letting everybody know to listen to Paraprobe. <laughs> that was so funny. We heard this commercial about Biden saying something. I didn't even hear what it was. And it was something of, uh, I like to, you know, thank the American people for it. And now it's time for Paraprobe. <laughs> so my name is Chance Hancock. I am one of the people at Paraprobe, and next to me is Jesse J. Woohoo! What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. And, and then we have Blue, our wonderful board op. Yes, that's me. Si, <laughs> senor. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, things have been crazy for the last few days. We have so much stuff going on. Uh, like a lot of people have seen on social media, that now Paraprobe is now officially on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, Everywhere. Yeah, iTunes. Uh, we're on like everything now. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like earlier uh, today, actually, somebody was working in their office. They took a picture of their computer screen while they're working in the office, and you see that it was from iHeartRadio with Parapro playing on it, and it was our one of our first shows, and they were listening to. So, for our listening audience out there, if you want to listen to some of our older shows, you know that we've done in the past. All you got to do is go to iHeartRadio, Pandora, iTunes, pretty much anything that holds a podcast show we're pretty much on. Go back to it, just type in Paraprobe, and there you go. You'll see our little skull emblem pop up in all of our different shows. But I just want to say it's awesome that we landed on iHeartRadio and Pandora now. It's pretty cool. It's very humbling. It's very humbling and happened very quick. It was uh, definitely something unexpected. I didn't even have to sleep with anyone. That's expect that that's expected though. That we I know, expect you to do that. Usually to get our way to the top, but we've had to sleep with a lot of people. Just to get on this radio station, the list is long. The things he's done. I know, the things I've done that I'll never talk about except in therapy. But anyways. And um, I didn't even get paid for it. Yeah, I didn't even get paid. <laughs> well at least we got on air. Well <laughs> Blue, for you now. look so confused now. I'm just I'm just good, so I don't have <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I mean I'm not judging. Blue is like, I'm a good little boy. <laughs> You're a hoe, but <laughs> I'm not suave enough for that. Uh, speaking of hoes, our speaking subject... of hoes, <laughs> good segue. <laughs> good our subject for tonight is objectum sexual. It is someone who sleeps with or marries inanimate objects. And what was so crazy about this? Uh, I've talked about this before on air. My wife, she is a uh, a therapist, you know, mental health counselor. And when I brought this up, she knew all about the subject, you know, because she's, of course, she's had to study all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, we need to bring you on air. And she's like, no, <laughs> I like being employed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and she has to cancel you on a regular basis. So this is how we keep him together. Yeah. He had to marry his therapist. It's true. Yes. It is very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the, the cool thing is that, I mean, honestly, we do have some really cool shows coming up in the near future. I do want to touch base real quick. We put out last weekend that we were going to have Rob Demarest from Ghost Hunters International this week. 
unfortunately, Rob could not make it. Rob is in transition. He's been moving. And he's got just, you know, so much stuff going on, moving all the stuff across states and everything else, mm -hmm. that he just couldn't do it this weekend. But we're going to reschedule him for a different time. But next weekend, we still are going to have Rich Valdez. Yep. Um, so Rich Valdez from Paranormal Clergy and Wayward Souls Promotions. He will be coming on, uh, talking about all kinds of cool stuff he has coming up. Uh, we also, the following week, which is the one that I, I really can't wait to talk to as well, <laughs> is Avi Lieb. And for a listening audience out there, I know you have seen an article about this. The man's been on all social media platforms, Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, CBS, CNN, you name it. The, the list is long. He is the... Uh, the astronomer professor from Harvard um, that here back in 2017, there was this long cigar-shaped object going through our solar system that people were looking at trying to determine what it was. Was it an asteroid, you know, or, or whatever? Um, throughout the duration of all this, and this is the man from Harvard with all of his professional people that are studying and researching this that believe this may be of alien origin. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're going to be having him coming on. So, you know, it, it's going to be fun talking to him and find out more about their findings and such of, of about this object. And on top of it, too, talk about his new book that he just wrote that's coming out. I believe it's called Extraterrestrial. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be definitely really cool with that, too. I cannot yeah, wait to talk to him. I'm super excited. That's going to be extremely educational. And we're going to get an education for free from a professor. I know, right? Dude, this is a guy who teaches at Harvard. Yep, and we don't have to pay $60,000 to hear him. And he wants to talk to us, which I'm amazed by. <laughs> <That's> terrifying. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to us. Nobody wants to talk to us. That's why we get on the radio. <laughs> exactly. We do all the talking. But um, so anyways, so since Rob had to cut out for this show because, you know, he's a wuss. Um, I got a bucket for him next time he bails. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. If you live closer, it'd be on his doorstep. <laughs> but with that happening, we always have backup plan anyway. Actually, we were going to talk about the subject with him to get his, you know, his uh, his take on it. But unfortunately, you know, he had to wimp out because he's moving. You know, whatever. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know, right? It only took 15 minutes to call in the show, dork. <laughs> so uh, I, I know he's going to go back and listen to this, so i got to throw all this out there. <laughs> oh, and I do want to give a quick thank, uh, thank you to Daryl Marston from Ghost Hunters, who was on last week. Uh, great interview. I've been getting a lot of people complimenting that interview with him. Um, such a good dude. And it was not – yeah, he's such an awesome dude, man, really cool guy. And he does have a lot of stuff going on, so definitely make sure you check out Daryl Marston. You, like he said, you can put his name on anything for Instagram, social media, whatever. You'll find him. Google. Google, <laughs> yeah. You'll see all the stuff he has going on. Um, and hopefully they will be filming again in their future for hopefully a new season of yeah. Ghost Hunters. With all the vaccinations everything, everything should be opening back up. So we'll be uh, good to go to get stuff done. Yep. So in the meantime, um, once again, with Paraprobe, me and <laughs> Jesse, Jay, and I decided a long time ago for doing this show that we were going to research everything paranormal. Um, you know, a lot of people, like I actually mentioned this last week on the show, that people you know, usually they put ghost hunting when they hear the word paranormal because it's, it's such a, 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 a used term that everybody uses. You know, oh, I do paranormal investigations. Oh, yes, I hunt for ghosts. But paranormal covers so many different subjects. It's not just ghost hunting. It covers aliens. It covers cryptozoology. It covers conspiracy theories. Um, it, they're, they're, you know, secret societies. I mean, it covers all kinds of stuff. And, well, we believe that having sex with a toaster, well, 
that's pretty paranormal. Yeah, that's out of the ordinary. Yeah, so we actually have some true stories in here we're going to be talking about today uh, from people that have had sexual relations or married inanimate objects. And once again, it's called what? Objectum sexual. I wanted to see if whether or not you remembered that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I uh, it's stuck in now. It's I mean, stuck in. Every there. everybody knows about Just the like lady the toaster. who married. <laughs> Golly. I, I, see, every time you say toaster or like when you brought that up, first thing to pop in my head was Cylons, Battlestar Galactica, you know, <laughs> machines looking like humans. I mean, it was legit like a fracking toaster. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we're we're in there. So uh, yeah. No, um, everybody knows about the lady who married the Alpha Tower. Actually, Blue and I were just talking about that before. Everybody but me, because <laughs> <laughs> I found everything but that. But uh, we have some uh, interesting ones. Yeah, back in 1979. Uh, don't call Mrs. Berlin Wall a fortification freak. The fixed, uh, 56-year-old virgin says her weakness for Germany's old... Repression barrier has been with her since childhood when she realized that long, slim things with horizontal lines are very sexy. I've got questions. <laughs> i got lots of questions <laughs> on that one. Yeah. So, yes, uh, she wound up marrying the Berlin Wall back in 1979. A legalized marriage. It wasn't like somebody just wrote down on a piece of paper, hey, we're married now. You know what I mean? This is like the, actual, the, the full thing. So what happened when they tore it down? <laughs> <laughs> Well, she lost that long, slender thing she wanted. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> Bye. But that usually happens to old age anyways. But they have a blue pill for that. <laughs> so anyways, uh, then they took her, yeah, and then they took the wrecking ball to her hubby. Um, it, it's it's so strange, you know, these situations. And the worst part is because this is a actual, uh, I'm trying to think of how to put this in a nice term. It's a, a, a mental disorder, I guess, would be a proper term for it. Yeah, objectum, you know, or objectum sexual. It just, I'm not trying to make fun of these people or anything else, but this is just so far-fetched and out of the norm, it makes it paranormal for us that we just had to talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and if you got any uh, questions about it, I can't send a number. Can you send a number? I'm too sure. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, if you want to call in, <laughs> actually, if you know somebody who's been through this, you can call 941-745-1490. Once again, that's 941-745-1490. Um, because I knew, like, okay, like, prime example. When you're a child, you have people that develop the sensation of being attached to, like, a certain stuffed animal or, like, a blanket or, you know, it's a comfort thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that these are people that just, because of their disorder, it goes far beyond the norm. That it becomes more than just an attachment. It becomes an obsession, so, like with this woman with the Berlin Wall, it became an obsession of this wall that she wound up marrying it and fell in love with it. There's there's potential for that. I mean, it could be that, or it could be, you know, you're just – that's you like what you like. I mean, it could be just like any other um, sexual orientation to that extent. I mean, you like what you like. I mean, it, it could be that. It could be something else. You – who knows? I mean, well, I'm sure there's going to be more science on the matter within the next 10 years because, like, that's what we do. We discover things over and over again. This is true. And I want to know. I, I'm I'm legitimately curious about this because it is something, A, kind of new to me because, like, <laughs> I, I, we've look, done I've, stories before, like, about the woman who married a spirit, you know, that made national-wide news, you know. and that's, 
Yeah, the ghost but cheated on her. What was the ghost's name again? I think Ralph or something like that. Know. It was a normal, regular name. No, no, no. I, Bob. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just saying, I mean, here's a woman who, in her mind, the, the spirit that, you know, she was having sexual relations with and married, you know, was real. And at least in her mind. Okay, well, I mean, still, that that's one thing. But now you're getting into inanimate objects. Like, how do you, first of all, how do you have relations, relations with the Berlin Wall? How does that work? I mean, is that would that be considered public indecency, or that's a good question? You know what? If there's anybody in law enforcement who can answer this question, <laughs> call nine four one seven four five fourteen ninety. Because I got to know now. That would be. I mean, honestly, yes, that would be lewd and lascivious behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be actually a combination between, uh, you know, between the public indecency. You know, because they obviously are probably naked in, during the situation. And then, of course, lewd and lascivious behavior because of what they are doing with this inanimate object. Oof. Man, I mean, we were totally dancing all around getting in trouble today on the radio. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's we're doing what a great we do. job. I'm impressed. We are going deep. We're going deep. <laughs> like the Berlin Wall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, Amy Wolf and a roller coaster. A Amy what? Wolf married a roller coaster. Uh, the year married was in 2009. 34-year-old Pennsylvania woman and uh, had a <laughs> – okay um, – is adamantly convinced that an 80-foot gondola ride uh, named 1001 Knots is her husband. Um, her first reaction to the smooth and bumpy ride um, and has ridden a ride over 3,000 times uh, was instantly attracted to him both sexually and mentally. So there's your answer. Here's a person saying yes. It's not just – an attraction because they're just in love with that thing. Because, dude, I love pizza, but I ain't banging it. You know what I mean? So here's a person. Or a pie. Yeah, or pie. Like American pie. Yeah, there you go. Um, here's a, a woman who says, yes, sexually and mentally attracted to the roller coaster. So does it just listen well? Or does it talk to her? Or? It, she doesn't specify about any, like, uh, See, no, 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 no. any we, interactions such as, like, verbal conversations, anything in the nature. We need an interview. Yes, we do. I have legitimate questions, legitimate scientific questions. I want to learn. I, I'm not like I'm not here to like trash or talk down or anything like that. I want to know. We I, all want to know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. I hate you. I really I, do. I do too. I, I hate myself every day. I look in the mirror. But anyways, um, you know the the weird part is is that yes, we've all had an attraction to something in our lives, but not of this magnitude. And I'm really wondering, like, you know, how does how does it happen? The misfiring that makes them, like, literally fall in love. Not like when you're a kid and you love going to Disney World, you know, or like something like that. I'm talking about they love this particular object. Um, I think about, as a matter of fact, I think there was a woman in England, I believe, that actually married a horse. Yeah, I, I no sexual relation at all. Make sure we clarify that. Um, but there was just in love with this horse and married the horse because no man was good enough for her. I get it. I get it. I mean, every ask anybody, ask our wives, ask any woman. Like men are uh, stupid. A, a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yes, we are. We at least we admit it. At least you and I can admit it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know a lot of guys who won't admit that, but no. I, I I am so off the freaking rails sometimes that like I I'm sure my wife has had fantasies about strangling me. One hundred percent. Like. You need to die. (laughs) (laughs) 
So tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, share your feelings, Jesse. We want to hear all about this therapy hey, session with Jesse J. Dude, I'm I'm totally for real. I mean, like I I am a pain in the butt. I am like, dude, what guy isn't? Have you met you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> totally left you hanging on that one, bro. Nope. <laughs> it, yeah, I uh, trust me. I know I have my moments. I know I have my moments. I know that I am very um, calloused at times, very cold at times, um, and that's on a good day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I really am, and you know this about me. I'm very kind of distant, you know, with people and stuff like that. Like, like my family, I don't talk to like really anybody in my family at all. Like, really, seriously. Dude, I have, like, two brothers and a sister that I just – and not that I don't care about them or love them or anything like that. Just life happens. I got my life. They got their lives. I don't talk to them. Yeah. You know? No, I, I get it. I mean, I – honestly, so I have kind of a switch. Like, when I'm in an emotional mode, I'm in emotional mode. Like, things are, like, super effective. I'm kind of empathic with it, you know, blah, 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 you know, like – kind of feel what you're feeling but not like really i don't i don't know how to explain it that's another paranormal subject we'll have to go on to later trying not to be empathic and absorb the feeling of someone else yeah yeah i totally get it i see like i know a lot of people out there who claim to be empathic Mm -hmm. and and you know they're like you know oh i was being so you know cranky yesterday and everything because i'm a scorpio it's like no you're just a pain in the ass it's like it has nothing to do with when you were born just nobody likes you Mm -hmm. you know uh, but I do believe, but I do believe, and I'm a firm believer. Yes, people are in tune sometimes with their environment that can make them become agitated, um, you know, angry. You yeah. know, and Blue is over here nodding like a, a head bobber for you like. Know, yeah, I get like that. I'll be like really excited, and I'll get home because I'm a, I'm a little nerd, and my family's different than me, and uh, I'll be like, yeah, it was cool, and I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm gonna do all these things, and my family's just this total. Deadpan, and it brings you down. And I just can't. Uh, all of the excitement for doing the thing is gone, and I just sit there on the couch petting my dog, like. Ugh. See, I'm like, I hate that. If I'm really excited about something, and I'm wanting to share it with you, Jesse, <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, I understand why Becky wants to strangle you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, see, well, I mean, in particular things, especially things that you're talking about, I don't want to get too excited because I'm not counting chickens before they hatch. Which is true, and I agree with that completely. might have a dead egg. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I agree with that completely. But, I mean, uh, still, like, moving on, like, I'll switch. I can be, like, completely emotional, empathetic, sympathetic, the whole nine, you know, just very sensitive. And then I switch to, like, scientist mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm straight up facts, cold, dead facts. That's and me when I'm working. Yeah, yeah. That's me when yeah. I work. I'm I'm the clueless guy. Like I've had people flirt with me when I'm at work, and it just I don't register it because I'm trying to do something. I'm like, huh? Oh my god. <laughs> what? I I've seen I've I've seen that in action, and I love it. It's hilarious. And I've seen that in action with someone so very close to me. I'm not even going to throw them under the bus like that. But I've seen it, and I love it because yeah. it's hilarious. Because you got like it's like two days later, and you're like, oh. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh. they meant. <laughs> that whole thing about the Berlin Wall, I get it now. <laughs> hey, you're but gonna tear down the wall. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what's so funny though, man. I uh, this is actually a true story. I was in an investigation one time. Try to get back to the paranormal stuff here. Um, I was on an investigation one time, and in this location, there was a murder where the husband had killed the wife. 
right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of abuse going on, obviously, which led up to the murder, drinking and such, all this stuff. So while we're there doing the investigation, and I'm not going to bring up any names uh, for their protection, but there was two individuals on the team that was with me, and it was a male and female. They've been dating for, God, probably about maybe three, four years at this point. Very happy couple. Always happy-go-lucky, always smiling, never argue. And while we're on the investigation, at one point, we decided to see if we could bring up any type of energy from the home. Because the people who lived there kept saying, like, the husband and wife would argue all the time just for no reason. Like, they literally were like, we would catch ourselves as soon as we walked out of the house, boom, we were calm. Everything was flat calm between us. And we're like, why were we arguing? Now, here is what's crazy about this investigation. True story. The two individuals decided to fake an argument to see if they could drum up some energy, right? Nothing too outlandish or crazy, you know, just like, you know, oh, you need to start working more. I'm getting tired of, you know, doing everything on my own. You know, you need to pick up after yourself. Just simple stuff of that nature and magnitude. Well, as time goes by during their little fake argument, it started getting heated. And it started getting very, very real. And the guy was talking about how he was tired of her never giving him attention and always ignoring him. Now, mind you, I know that's not true in their relationship, okay? She was saying, I'm tired of you drinking and coming home and beating me all the time. I know for a fact this guy barely even drinks, obviously does not beat his woman. Mm -hmm. The guy in question is a big guy. If he beat her, we would know. (laughs) You know what I mean? And... So as time was going on, and they're like almost up in each other's faces screaming. And I'm like, it's time for you two to get apart and go outside, right? Because I'm staying with them throughout the whole process. They walk out the door. I walk out behind them. They both look at each other, and they're like, why were we arguing? And she's like, you've never raised your hand to me. Why would I see her beating me? She realized at that point that she was not faking an argument and fake saying this stuff. She emotionally felt like that was really happening in her life. And he was going through the same feelings. Here's the crazy part. At one point, she said, man, I almost felt like I was like, it was hard for me to breathe. I like, I, you know, like something was like almost strangling me in a sense. That's when I saw in the light, she had a perfect handprint around her neck from look like somebody had been squeezing her neck. What? The? Mind you, I'm there with them the entire time. They're on video the entire time. Nobody ever touched anybody. She never did it to herself. Never happened. And here's this red gripped hand mark on her neck. He said at one point he felt like someone had bit him. I turned around and lifted his shirt up, and there was a bite mark on his shoulder. It literally had broke the skin. I kid you not. I am not exaggerating or making this up at all. If it wouldn't have been for the fact that I was in the room with them the entire time, Plus, we have video going the entire time to confirm they never once did anything to each other or tried to fake it in any way. I, I Honestly, I would have been like, okay, you guys are setting me up for a joke or something. You know what I mean? But no, I knew that that never happened. And they were, and I could tell they were legitimately freaked out. It scared them. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they refused to go back into the house after that investigation, into that particular home. So, uh, so I believe that sometimes, yeah, there is an outside influence. Sometimes it could be not your surrounding of people, but maybe something else around you. These people that are marrying these inanimate objects makes me wonder, and I'm not saying it as an answer to any of it. I'm just wondering, are any of them being outside influenced 
for this particular situation. Because one thing I know from paranormal investigations and such, and it's been proven time and time again, that ghosts typically will attract themselves to one of three things, either person, object, or location. So an inanimate object could be haunted just as much as a person being possessed. Yeah, or the location itself. I there mean, you go. If it's, if it's exuding calm or exuding, like, emotions from that area, Yeah. I mean, like the lady on the gondola. I mean, it could be, like, legit she's having kind of a psychic connection with this thing mm-hmm. and not even realizing it, and it's calming her, making her feel good. It, it could be a positive ghost. And see, that's why I wanted to bring that up or this up on the show. Yes, we like to have our fun and make jokes and cracks about this kind of stuff that we find, you know, for paranormal stories and such. But sometimes we have to pair a probe. We like to probe deeper and find out what's going on. That I wonder with some of these certain situations that there might not be maybe a haunted activity going on. Well, that's it's not what, so much as mental. And that's why I say I like I, I want to learn. I want to learn what's going on here. I want to investigate and actually ascertain the truth behind it. Yeah. It's not about just talking smack and, like, making jokes or whatever. We want to know – we want to go deep. We want to learn yeah. the truth. We want we want the truth up. I I was a huge fan of X Files. A huge fan of X Files when I was a kid. The truth is out there. I oh, absolutely. believe yeah. that. No matter what you're looking at, whether it be you know anything this day and age, because there's a lot of things going on with the truth that nobody knows what the truth is. We we all want the truth about everything. Yeah. You know, and that's what Paraprobe is definitely about. We want the truth. Yeah. We want to we, know. I mean, it's like um. Phyllis, when she came on, I that's I could not stop listening because I wanted to know more. That is one of the few interviews we've done where you pretty much were quiet throughout the show. Yeah. And I could tell. It wasn't because you didn't have a question. It's because you legitimately were just learning. You were yeah. listening to her and just I in awe. I had no idea yeah. that, like, Bigfoot can be interdimensional or anything like that. I've never heard of that before. Like, yeah. you have. But, like, I mean. But I've been doing this for a long, long time. Yeah. You like, know? Since before I was born. Old man. Man, <laughs> somebody's kicked in the no, no, touch, touch place. <laughs> All right, on to the next one, bro. On to the next one. Got to stay on track. Come on. Yeah, I got to stay on track. So, yeah, so that is my, my paranormal side of this, of bringing this up. You know, the subject is I do wonder if whether or not some of these may possibly be actual possessions. It's not just a mental situation or even somebody who's just trying to get attention. Because let's be real, I'm sure some of these stories is just people trying to get attention. Yeah, it, people you know do I mean? anything for attention. Nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Um, what you got next? I want to see the next one. So, Sal 9000 and a video game character. In the uh, year 2009, Sal's obsession with Nene Anagasaki of Nintendo DS Love Plus, okay, imagine that name, is understandable. And while we may not feel any satisfaction from rubbing our thumbs up on a video screen all day when you have a pocket-sized shorty who can easily bounce with you from Tokyo to Disneyland, there might be a spark. Uh, strong enough that this guy, Sal, um, he even broadcasts his nuptials live on webcast. And uh, and he's got a girl who will never get mad if he plays her. So his girlfriend, who is with Sal, is okay with Sal being in love with this video game character. But it goes beyond somebody just loving a character. Like, you know, like I think that's a play on words. I think you took it too literal. Yeah. No, it's definitely a play on words. Yeah, but I I know of a situation where there is a person that fell in love with a uh, character um, from Mario Brothers, Luigi. I fell in love with the Luigi Mario Brothers character. Literally had a, it was kind of like a, 
like you know when you go to a restaurant and you have like the statues of, like McDonald's, you know, or Ronald McDonald out front and stuff like that. Yeah. This is one of Luigi, and it was probably about maybe five feet tall, I believe. This person fell in love with that statue and married it. This is the reason why I shared the story to lead into that one. It's called a segue. You'll learn that in radio. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm good with those. Yeah. So this person married the Luigi statue, and like, it wasn't just because. Like I said, we we mentioned from the very beginning. Yes, there are things that we love. I love my boat. I love my Jeep. I love, you know, pizza. But I'm not gonna marry it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These people legitimately went and got nuptials done, the whole nine yards. So they're married. in love. Yes, they are in love. There you go. Yes, big big difference. Big difference. But still, once again, falls back to my previous question. I wonder if not some of the ones are actual of obsession – uh, not obsession, sorry. Possession. possession. Yeah. Um, there is a, a lot of different situations where people have been uh, possessed by their home, where they had a home that was haunted, you know, that they believe had a demonic possession taking over the home and everybody in it, and the person wound up becoming possessed themselves. They refused to leave that home. They didn't want to leave. They they had to be there. And one of the stories about that, Amityville Horror, that is possession. That is a possession that happened in a home that the person did not want to leave that home. See, this is why I can't wait till next week because demonology has been like – that's what kind of got me into paranormal because I grew up in a Baptist church, and then we had haunted areas around the house and, like, legit ghosts throwing things. Like, ooh, I almost cussed. Good me. Good job, me. <laughs> but they were literally throwing things, <laughs> literally throwing things in houses, like and throwing a tantrum, like legit evil stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And it got me super interested in it. And so, like, I went digging for everything I could on demonology, demons in the Bible, demons. Period. Especially when the internet like was big and came out, and we finally got a computer because we were broke. But um, <laughs> we uh, I, I was I went through and combed through everything I could find. I couldn't find anything, and I'm so excited to talk to this guy because like as much as you can find now, yeah, talking to the Exorcist. Uh, I'm telling you, man, home, my homeboy, man, Rich, uh, he's he's done a lot of these types of investigations and been involved with this type of stuff for a long, long time. Um, I have been doing paranormal investigations for like we talked about last week. You know, probably going on close to like 20 years. It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Um, me and Rich have had the same, like, uh, clients, you know, like the, the person contacted me, I couldn't do it. I sent them to Rich mm-hmm. or vice versa. Rich would send them to me. Um, I've had situations where we had one woman who claimed to be possessed, who we found out obviously was not, it was a major scam mm-hmm. that when I busted the individual on it, they had contacted Rich. Rich just happened to call me They go, dude, you should hear about this case I have. And when he started describing the individual, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this their name? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> don't do it. So I gave him more in-depth detail of what happened. I, like I said, I never like to talk about that kind of private stuff, you know, in detail about any of those situations. But this individual, um, they were not crazy. They were not possessed. They were trying to scam people yeah, literally they were trying to get attention. for attention. Yeah. yeah, they were trying to get onto a paranormal show. I kid you not. And that's what all this stuff boils See, down to. Like, Rich and I will talk about it more in detail next week when he yeah, comes no, on. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk to Rich because, like, I, I, I have questions. It's going to be another one probably where I'm – hopefully I'm going to ask more questions, and hopefully he's not too educational. Rich. No, but, not um, Rich, dude. Rich is laid back <laughs> like us. Good. I had to make sure that he understood repetitively – 
I'm like, dude, this is not Dead X. When you come on, it's radio. Keep it clean. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he will. He will. He's yeah. he's, no, he's done it before. I, I'm going to have legitimate questions about his field because I'm actually curious about how possession – because is it like like Supernatural? Is it like they wear you down over – Yes. A, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It, it goes in stages. God, that's that's got to be – exhausting like i mean i've had we all have days where we just get or weeks or months or like years 2020 where we get just beat down every single day and we're just dragging i mean like how many people are possessed after 2020 um probably about 50 percent of america (laughs) if not globally oh god it wouldn't surprise me i mean it's one of those things where, yes, I mean, uh, one of the, the key aspects of a, you know, demonic possession is wearing the individual down. Um, the, uh, God, there was a possession movie. I forgot what it was called now. Uh, the Possession of Rose or something like that. Emily Rose. Exorcism. Okay, Exorcism Emily Rose. Yeah. All right, the real individual that that was based upon, uh, there's multitudes of stories behind it and, you know, what really happened. You know, what really happened. A lot of people, you know, think that. Um, she wasn't possessed that she had, you know, a mental disorder, um, that was very, very bad. Um, the people who were trying to exercise the demons were not feeding her. She basically starved to death. Right now, flip side of the coin, people are saying, no, she was really possessed and she just wasn't eating because the demons had taken over, you know, so she was not eating because they will wear you down. They keep trying to keep you at a low pace and a low, you know, a low self-esteem, like, and it's so funny because I've had people ask me before. They're like, "Well, do you have to, be, you know, believe in demons and such to be possessed?" I'm like, no, no. it doesn't matter not. what your background is at all. It doesn't matter if you are super religious, non-religious, believe, don't believe, rich, poor, old, young, doesn't matter. Um, if you go through the history of looking at, you know, demonic possession cases, there is no graph you can follow. You can't look at it and go. Well, these are the symptoms of these type of people are the ones who are most likely to get possessed. No, it is. It's as random as me going in a crowd of 3,000 people and throwing a penny and hitting someone. It's that random. Well, I mean, and, and the saying goes, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I oh, mean, absolutely. It's yeah. the same thing with, you know, demons. I mean, yeah. you don't have to believe in something. You cannot believe in spiders and still get butt I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't, like exist because or like the wind you know it, it's still there you can't see it but you can see the effects of it yeah you know what i mean it will blow and knock you down you yeah. know i mean same same thing with demonic possession so maybe we'll have 50 percent more uh people marrying things this year who knows man i can't wait to see what's going to happen throughout the rest of the duration of 2021 like uh the blue decade. said last week the preseason you know or what'd you say the uh oh something like uh the not preseason the uh Oh, my God. <laughs> like when you're watching a show and the you're getting preview. Re- Thank you. The preview of 2021 was not turning out oh, all that good. Oh, season premiere. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, season yeah. premiere. That's yeah. season premiere. Not yeah. A fan it only season. took a week for it to get screwed up. Yeah. Just a week. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. You know, we'll level out sooner or later, and then we'll have more exciting things happen, more not exciting things happen. Life will go on. Well, I, I picked a, up cartridges for my respirator. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, you go. there you go. I mean, my my favorite, one of my favorite sayings says, "Life goes on with or without you." Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, it's going to go on with or without yeah. anything. That's <laughs> why, know? like, I, and I've told people this time and time again, and you know this to be a fact about me. If somebody says they don't like me, I'm like, and 
it goes on with or without you. Yeah, I it mean, does. That does not matter to me in the no, least. Just, it, don't get me wrong. I don't want to go out there and be a jerk to people. I'm not no, that guy. You know what I mean? You're not. But if somebody because no matter what you do, there's always a hater. You know what? For people listening out there, if you think about doing a podcast show, go do, do one. It. Go do it. Yeah. Find you a, a niche that you're that you're really interested in and, and the topic or whatever, and you want to go do it. Go do it and enjoy it. But enjoy it for you, not for everybody else, because you're always going to have a hater. When people have asked me before on radio, they're like, well, how do you deal with haters? I don't. No, you just move on. Like Joe Rogan always says, don't read the comments. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could care a, less. Yeah, no, I had a little itty-bitty, teeny-tiny YouTube channel, and I was doing it on my little phone with mm-hmm. a crappy camera. And you know what? I was having a good time because I was talking about – you know, stuff that I knew I liked and interested in, something I was passionate about, and, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't matter. So do what you do. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying, you know? Yeah, because no matter what, like I said, you're always going to have a hater. I don't care if you do underwater basket weaving. They'll be like, no, it's left over right, not right over left. There's a hater for everything, no yeah. matter what you do. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, do what you do, no matter what you believe. It yep. doesn't matter what anybody else believes but you, you know? I mean, we we, yeah. we talk to each other about that all the time. Like, something comes up on the news that's annoying. And it's like, why do you care? You know, is it affecting you? Yeah. No. Did that affect Move your life your directly? Life. Did that upset you? Yeah. Move yeah. on with your life. Who cares? Yeah. Do you want to you talk know? about it? Is it hurting your feelings? Yeah. You know? Bigger fish to fry. <laughs> everybody's got bills to pay. Everybody's got stuff to do. And everybody's got objects to marry. And objects to marry. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, crazy stories that I had heard about was a woman in England who was doing a tour to a castle and fell in love with one of the suits of armor that was in the castle. I mean, I'm in love with them, too. I want the Mandalorian. No, 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 no. Fell in love. Oh. Yeah. They had a love connection that night. After hours. Got caught. There you go. Now, in that particular situation, (laughs) that goes beyond the wanting the nuptials. They they went straight for the the milk from the cow, basically. Um, the, The thing that gets me about that situation is... This individual said that they fell in love. They, like, came back for this tour, like, all the time for that particular suit of armor. Once again, it makes me wonder, was there something attached to that castle, attached to that suit of armor? It's so it's so bizarre. Now that you've, like, shined light on that. Yeah, because. That makes so much sense with a lot of this stuff. Like, um, you were talking about. That individual about a- claimed that the original owner of that suit was inside the suit when they had their relations. Hey, when you, you know say relations, you gotta I, say it like Jim I mean, Jones. She might, she might be another uh, ghost fornicator. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's that's my that's gonna be our new show, Ghost Fornication. Filmed at a theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, once again, these stories. I mean, yes, I know that a lot of them. Obviously, that's it's either people getting attention or possible, you know, mental disorder because that is the name of the disorder is objectum sexual. Um, but I wonder if some of them actually are, you know, due to a type of possession. Um, I really can't wait till Rich comes on next week because I want to ask him if he's ever dealt with this type of situation. I mean, you know what? I'll give you an example. Robert the Doll in Key West. Did I ever tell you about Robert the Doll? No. Okay. Robert the Doll. Okay. It's a doll that, um, I don't want to get too much into the story because there's a person that's involved with Robert the Doll that I want to bring on the show at a later time. So I don't want to talk too in detail about this doll but okay. basically there was a family living in key west the youngest son had the doll made for him 
And it was like the same height as him, everything else. So he, Robert went with him everywhere. Okay. Um, now, later on in life, this man refused to give up this doll. Kept that doll with him everywhere he went. When things would happen in the home, he would blame Robert for doing it. Okay. A lot of people also, I want to clarify too, said that, yeah, Chucky from Child's Play was, you know, was actually created, uh, you know, because of the idea of Robert the doll. No, he wasn't. I know Tom Holland, the guy who created Chucky and directed Child's Play. He had no idea about Robert the Doll until I brought it up to him one time in a conversation. So, no, that's not true. That is not factually true at all. Anyways, so so with Robert the Doll. Hashtag fact check. So with Robert the Doll, as he got older, you know, at first his wife thought it was funny, you know, and, and thought it was hilarious, you know, that like, like you know, she took it as, as him playing with her. You know what I mean? Saying, oh, yeah, Robert did that. You know what I mean? Just being funny. As time went by, she realized he was not joking. That really it was Robert doing these things in the home that he absolutely believed that Robert was doing. Now, later down the line, this family has passed on, everything else. Robert the Doll now resides inside the East Martello Museum in Key West. He is in a plexiglass case because people there at the museum are afraid of him running around the museum at night doing stuff. They don't want people to touch Robert because there's always a bad things happen to the people who touch him. There is a Robert the Doll Day in Key West. It's right in the month of October, right before Halloween. The mayor of the, of the city of Key West during that time was making fun of Robert the Doll, turned to walk off stage, fell, and broke his arms. He had nothing but bad luck every day after that situation for about two solid weeks or so. He finally turned around and declared Robert the Doll Day to take the curse away. Wow. You have to ask for his permission when you go to yeah, take his take photograph yeah. in the East Martello Museum. I have watched people pick up their cameras or their cell phones, go to take a photograph, and nothing happened. Wouldn't take the photograph. They're like, okay, this is weird. And they start laughing. They're like, okay, Robert, can I take your photograph? They go take it. It works. Wow. Kid you not, man. It's the craziest thing I've seen. I've done an investigation on Robert the Doll down in down East Martell Museum, man. It's, it's awesome. Um, so anyways, with this inanimate object that he was obsessively attracted to, you know, that he claimed was like his little brother, basically, and all that, they believed that it was the family's servant, you know, because it's back like early, early, you know, decades, uh, basically created this doll for him that this woman who was from... Louisiana from the bayous. Hey, there you go. Yep. And so now here comes the crazy part. So later on down the line, before Robert the dog got taken from the family home, which I can't even remember what they converted it into. It might be a bed and breakfast now or something. I don't remember. But anyways, they they took the Robert the doll from that. But before they took Robert the doll from that home, there was a guy who went there to work on the plumbing one day. True story. He's in the kitchen. He's the only one in the home. All right. There's nobody there. He feels somebody kick his feet while he's underneath the sink. He rolls over, and he hears somebody running down the hall, you know, the tap, 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 running down the hall. He jumps up and runs, thinking somebody came in the house behind him, you know, because there's supposed to be nobody in there but him. All right? This guy goes chasing the sound, and it's always one corner faster than he is, where he can't see it. Goes all the way to the top floor, into the room, where the door slammed behind it, swings the door open, Walks in, it's a big open room, and there's Robert the Doll by the window, which is where they used to keep Robert oh, all the time. Oh, no, dude. Okay. That's too creepy. Whoa, 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 it gets better. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> Shamwow. So 
He turns around, checks the closet, the whole nine yards. There is nobody in this room. So he turns around. He's like, you know what? I've heard the stories about Robert the Doll and all that. He thinks it's just his imagination. It just never happened. Overactive imagination. He goes back downstairs, shrugs it off, gets back underneath the sink, starts doing his thing. Kick. He gets kicked again. Oh. This time he knows for facts, not an imagination. Somebody, because his foot like literally slid sideways because they kicked it so hard. Whoa. He comes sliding out from underneath the sink. Here he goes again, chasing all the way upstairs. Gets to the top. The door like slammed right as he was coming, you know, up the staircase, right? The door slams. He runs down the hall, opens the door. Nobody's in there. And Robert the Doll is sitting on the opposite side of the room now. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Dude, oh, no. that's exactly what happened. He left his tools. He left everything. The, all he did was go downstairs. I think he even left the door open. Got in his van, drove off. He called the owner, said, I refuse to go back. And here's what happened. And told him about it. Yeah, absolutely not. No, see, they actually had to bring his tools to him. He refused to go back on that property. That's the point of the investigation where you know something's there. We succeeded. It's paranormal. I'm out. We gone. <laughs> and we got a winner. <laughs> Delmody's one, Bob. A free vacation away from this place. Yep. It was successful. Look, you do ahead, film it, whatever. Bye. I've yeah. seen Chucky. I know what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know how this story ends. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going out no window. <laughs> Dude, I would be the guy that would die first here, 100%. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, man, that uh, there is some really crazy stuff there. Like like people have like photographed Robert the Doll. Uh, matter of fact, I'll give you an example. Like people who work at the museum, they have he like I said, he's in plexiglass. He's even even the room that he used to be in that the the, the guy kept him in. Um, the furniture was built to scale for him. Like this guy catered to this doll. All right, from the moment he owned it as a kid, all the way through as an adult. All right, now. In that plexiglass case is the chair from that house that Robert always sat in. And there is times that the people who work in the museum said, yes, we have came in and found him in different parts of inside that plastic box, you know, or sitting differently. Like, you know, he might be facing to the left the night they went off shift and went home, come back next morning, and he's sitting to, you know, to the opposite direction. You know, one time his leg was like crossed over, like sitting, you know, like a like an adult come in the next morning and the opposite leg is on you know what i mean like it's flipped around you know and this stuff happens at the east martello museum all the time dude they got so much stuff in there that it doesn't surprise me if the whole museum is haunted dude we need to go do an investigation then. yeah i mean the, I dude mean, there was a guy down in key west that kept his dead wife an intimate object dead wife had her waxed and everything you know i mean like wax like brazilian i'm talking about like covered in wax and everything to keep her looking fresh and real yeah, dude, true story, bro. No. Kept her uh, kept her in the home for, like, a long time. No, and then family members started finding out, and they turned around and started, like, you know, saying, this guy's got problems, and he's got a dead woman in that house, been there forever and ever, amen. No. He did some really, I'm not going to get into discussion about it on radio, but some very... Wait, stop, stop. He had pause, relations. pause, pause. Yeah. Is that objecting sexual, or is that necrophilia? A little of both, I think. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which is it? Uh, duty. I need an answer. I would say it has to be a little bit of both. If I had to really, I mean, it's down the middle. I mean, yeah, but like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah true story, man. No. Look it up. There are multiple instances of that. Just like, oh, yeah. if you, if you uh, ask a mortician, she goes over like iconic corpses. And there are a number of people that have like secret, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vaults? 
No, like like ways to keep <laughs> meh, ways to keep bodies fresh. They're like yeah. secret formulas. Like there are tons of instances. Of oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. no, no. See, and then like, like that, living with the corpse. And, that's yeah. where I cross the line. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you do. If you if if you wanna if you wanna have relations with that pencil over there. Do it. I don't care. Like, I'm the same way. What Whatever you makes you happy. As long as they ain't hurting nobody or I draw messing the line. with a kid, uh-uh, uh-uh, I uh-uh. don't care. Nope. Have fun. Nope, nope, nope. I draw the line at necrophilia. That is... That well, is. no, no, no. That's in the mix, too, obviously. But I'm just saying that... Uh, yeah, I, but I'm like you, though. But if you want to marry that's a toaster, issue, go then. for it. As long as you're happy, I don't care. Hey, hey. Do it. There, there, there are legal issues with that. The abuse of a corpse. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's drawing a line, dude. That's that's crossing. That's jumping. That's like diving in. You know that happens up. every year, right? There are people who are arrested for that I'm every sure, year. I'm sure it happens oh, every yeah. day. It doesn't mean, like, it's not it's, wrong. Good God. Bro, like, it's... But it's true. I mean, really, with this situation with this guy and his wife that he had, you know, filled with wax and everything else, Mm-mm. that, yeah, I believe that that might be borderline objectum sexual slash necrophilia. I think it's a bo- little bit of both. Well, all right. We got, like, uh... You're learning a lot today, aren't you? Yes, I am. I mean, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, I was excited for this anyway. I was excited to unpack this. I, like, once you, like, pitched this to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down. I'm totally down. Like, okay, look, you know, it, it's a bummer that uh, uh, Rob bailed, you know, is what it is. You know, yeah. everybody's got stuff going on. Rob's a jerk. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, if you want some fun, spooky spooky stories and, and interesting things about death, ask a mortician on YouTube. Mm, she's got some really crazy stuff. Well, let's like reach out to her. Iconic corpse and stuff. Uh, there's a couple other people that I want to reach out to about uh, things because, like, A – I need to start booking people because uh, <laughs> right now Chance has all the connections, and um, I need to get some tendrils out there and uh, be an octopus. But uh, yeah, no, I, I draw the line at uh, at necrophilia. That's that's not even cool. Uh, look, I, I apparently there's a dude in like Pakistan or something that married a metal box, has relations with it. Yes. And like, first of all. How does that work from a scientific perspective, from, like, a, like, physical perspective? Dr. Ruth, kind of. Yeah. No, I want to so, know. So, look, I need there's to know. a picture of her right there. Why do you got to show me I'm actually going to post this on social media. No. I'm going to post it on social media. No, seven the, years? Seven years. Of course. Seven Florida. years. I'm done. I told you, Key West, bro. Dude. Uh, so, yeah, deranged doctor kept corpse bride for seven years in Florida, of all places. Imagine See, that. See, this is what gives us Um. Yeah, uh, the Key West love story in particular is as creepy as it is wild. There's really not much more to say except uh, mentally prepare yourselves. Go ahead and open this for later. Nope, we're doing it on our show. <laughs> so Carl Tanzler, T-A-N-Z-L-E-R. Uh, he was uh, the gentleman. He was born in Germany in 1877, had many aliases. Um, I'm not going to go through all his aliases here. Um, anyways, between the, uh, the United States and German paperwork, he had all these different aliases. In the spring of 1930, he was working as a radiology uh, technologist at the Marine Hospital Service in Key West, Florida. Uh, he encountered a very quickly became smitten with a young lady, Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos. Uh, Maria, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name all over again, was a beautiful young Cuban-American woman with dark hair. Uh, and it was his dream girl, quite literally. Um, Chancellor claims to have seen the girl in his dreams or a vision. As he revealed in uh, Ben Harrison's book of the bizarre story, Undying Love, the True Story of Passion that Defied Death. Yeah, That's undying. the name of the book that was written about this guy. Good God. Uh, how the, uh, 
Anyways, how the Florida man of him. Uh, she was apparently his destiny. Anyways, so the only problem with this setup was the fact that Maria was quite literally dying. She was very young, and I do remember this part of the story. She was very young, and Chancellor already had a wife and two kids. Um, the lack of confirmation of Maria um, ever returning any of Chancellor's romantic feelings. Um, so there were many problems with his true love. <laughs> so she wasn't interested in him. So he was married, two kids, major crush on her. She was like, no, nope, I'm dying. I don't need you. And she didn't want to be with him. Uh, he did what any respectable doctor would do. <laughs> he made it his, uh, his mission to save her life. He believed his concoctions and methods could uh, could curve her uh, or could cure her. Sorry, with her parents' permission, he set up an X-ray machine in her parents' home. Uh, unfortunately, at 21 years old, Elena had uh, had died. Chancellor offered to pay for the funeral with her parents' permission. He also paid for Elena's tomb. Uh, an above-ground stone mausoleum that he had built especially for her. He visited her Key West Cemetery grave to visit his dark-haired woman's resting place every night for two years. While there, he sang songs to her, you know, all the romantic stuff. Uh, and then he claimed that her spirit came to him when he did, and it asked him to take her away from the grave. Mm-mm. So that's what he did. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So in April of 19... Oh, no, we're not done yet, buddy. So in April of 1933, (laughs) he pulled Elena's corpse from the grave and rolled it to his house. (laughs) He rolled it? I'm assuming in a wheelbarrow. Uh, Noisily, no doubt, on on a toy wagon. So he took a corpse, put it on a wagon, and took it down the street (laughs) in Key West. You will never, ever look at a radio (laughs) flyer the same. I know, right? Oh, this damn had so many dreams about when I was a kid, and I used to love my wagon. Not anymore. At least I never married it. Uh, he used coat hangers uh, and wire to keep her skeleton intact. He used silk, towels, and wax to repair the skin as it deteriorated. And macabre glass eyes for the eye sockets. He was able to use a conveniently gifted wig uh, made from Elena's hair that her mother made and gave uh, to him for her head. Uh, this wasn't enough, though. He started planning more elaborate pres- uh, preservation um, methods. At one point, he considered launching her body in an airship to space so that the radiation in the stratosphere could help restore her body. So, essentially, he he thought she was Kryptonian, like Superman, launch her into space so she would get radiation from the sun and restore her. Yeah, he was backcrack crazy. Look, the lesson, the big takeaway here is the Florida Man stories aren't people from Florida. He was from Germany. I'm pointing that out. Okay. They say Florida, Florida drivers are crazy. No. So your big takeaway from all of this that we've talked about today is that they're not from Florida. No, they're not from Florida. Okay. The Florida men's stories, bath salts, whatever, they're not from Florida. Or they're on meth. Take your pick. There you go. Pick one. <laughs> so anyways, we only got about, what, five minutes left here? Yeah. So, yeah. So this is another uh, case of that, yeah, it's necrophilia slash objectum sexual because he did have relations oh that's taking objectifying women way too far buddy that's that i mean yeah. like there there's objectification and then there's that that is dude that she is... was so not into him she died <laughs> <laughs> that's going a long way to you know get what? rid of your crush i've been dude. i've been shot down hardcore by a lot of women and i've it's never been that bad they've never <laughs> dropped dead because they <laughs> <hate me>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so this is the craziness of the world. This is one of probably thousands of stories that are like this. And that was in the 1930s. Yeah, 1930s. Dude. 
Dude, if anybody who's ever been to Key West, you know how small the streets are in Key West. I can't picture somebody wheeling on a wagon, a dead body, and nobody noticed. <laughs> now, granted, I've seen many a drunks get carried home, <laughs> you know, in Key West that time of morning and stuff. That might be what of a passport. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe so. Maybe they thought I mean, it. But she had been dead for like two years. Golly, dude. The the body had to be severely decomposed and, and everything. Smell. Smell. <sighs> That's just crazy, man. <clears throat> Once again, man, I love buffalo wings, but I ain't marrying it. Mm-mm. Love seafood, Thank not you. marrying it. Oof. I mean, bruh. <laughs> this show took a hard left turn today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's interesting though. It really is. I mean, especially I am still on the demonic possession thing. I think that's the most viable thing because I don't want to think anyone is like messed up per se. Like yeah. even like I I've known people who were schizophrenic who got institutionalized for a bit because they were seeing things yeah. and not things but like people like yeah dead people yeah like literally this particular individual went into the hardware store that they've gone in for a long time had a conversation with the ghost of someone who has been dead for two years yeah and then they were diagnosed with schizophrenia dude perfectly sane people prime example i can't remember the, the type of aircraft uh that crashed decades ago okay Alien. Parts from that plane has been used uh, and yeah, other yeah, yeah. well hold on. Parts from that plane have been used in other planes since, right? And people have claimed to be sitting next to a pilot that they spoke to for like two or three hours on this flight. You know, these are normal, reasonable people, no reason to lie, no nothing. The person they described and the name they gave was the pilot that died in the crash of the first plane. Alright, that's just cool. I yeah. mean I it's, sitting it's, on the plane, talk to him for two or three but this is what I'm getting at, like you were just bringing up. How many people in history could have possibly been experiencing something really, truly, for all we know, truly paranormal. And yet they were dubbed they had mental issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, there's sensitivities. Like, um, Phyllis we had on here. She is very sensitive to, you know, things that are out there. Yeah. How many other people are like that and were diagnosed with schizophrenia and, like, these disorders, like, object and sexual, you know, yeah. all these disorders? How many people are diagnosed wrongly? But they're having paranormal experiences, or they're possessed, or they're talking to the dead, yeah. and legit talking to the dead, and they're misdiagnosed because they're like, oh my god, something's wrong with me. Yeah. You know, why something got to be wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, we're we're in the age now, like there, there's nothing ever wrong with anybody anymore. You know, I mean, we we've, we've kind of gone to the extreme on it, yeah. to where no one is wrong about anything. But in this case, there is definitely like if you're talking to spirits. You're there's nothing wrong with you. You may actually be talking to spirits. Yeah, uh, you know it could be something as small as and I've gave this example before. You're sweeping your floor in your house, cleaning up. You lean your broom over against the wall to grab something, falls down. You pick it back up, lean it on the wall. You're doing whatever you're doing, it falls back down. You're like, oh my god, you know, and you're thinking that you keep setting the broom wrong. It's mm-hmm. just it misbalanced and it's falling over. What if you're having a paranormal experience at that moment, but it's so <laughs> minute that you don't realize it? And I've given that example before because sometimes you may have a paranormal experience, but your brain trying to keep you sane is going, no, here's a logical reason. Don't believe the real one. No, it's not a ghost. (laughs) Because you might wind up going crazy. No, I I, I legit think that, like, if I was a ghost, when I die, if I become a ghost, oh, I'm definitely messing with you. I'm like, I'm literally. Hands down. You put that broom up there, 
<laughs> All right. Well, enough knocking around brooms and uh, knocking this show for objectum stuff. We're out of here, guys. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next Saturday. Thanks for joining us. Bye.